about the craze sweeping chennai to la cobra 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 do you want to do this dance i can put you in a trance cobra 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 hi everyone welcome to waste fellows aliza and satya's private therapy session devoted to shit talking and bad takes so this week it's our lockdown special and we're pretty sure that all of you are in lockdown at this time or at least we hope you are so it's going to be a summary of the stuff that has gone on the last week the national lockdown prior to that at least in karnataka there were certain advisories saying that you should probably quarantine um the stuff that has been said about it written about it the whatsapp forwards that have uh, been working non stop to provide us uh, sucker in this time and just a, i mean just our general impressions also of the quarantine and how we are doing at this moment yeah i definitely don't want this to be like a policy <laughs> no, no, i made it sound like that i think i made it sound like, like this isn't a suno app thing where journalists <laughs> just bore you to death <laughs> this is glen greenwald's view on the court no it's yeah. not going to be like that oh yeah actually you should just talk about how fucking you know who i realized <laughs> i want a guest what uh, i manu joseph do you think i could seduce him <laughs> i think it's the i mean to quote him it's the perfect use I, I of a it's pandemic ju- <laughs> i bet it's really easy to like get manu joseph to do things oh, for he, you he, for he, a girl he, he, he be very happy to uh, and so this is this much i know about manu joseph at least like through stuff that goes on the grapevine and all that is that like he's like absolutely will ob- oblige any uh, request that a young woman puts forth his way so manu is, <laughs> seems like the kind of guy who would totally get me tooed but literally even women who he has done that to find him too annoying to like me to him <laughs> <laughs> like you're just like oh I, I don't want to deal it's with them again. It's not worth the trouble. Not <laughs> yeah, worth not the trouble. Worth <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, but he does have a reputation of being quite a uh, not a I mean so like I'm pretty sure he's a sleaze but like apart from that like yeah this much I know about him and this is a verified fact that he will absolutely oblige any request put forth to him by a young woman. He'll happily come on this episode because it satisfies two of his keenest interests to be a contrarian in front of like young people and like okay if a woman puts forth the request and it's seen as sort of a hip thing to be a part of manu joseph will happily comply we should really consider it <laughs> yeah no i want to out contrarian him i want to challenge him to like a to like a proper debate <laughs> and just see like how wild we can get in terms of just like the bad shit things we say no i'll just um, moderate and it, it's a com- I... yeah yeah you're the other moderator <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll have to make the ultimate choice between your fellow podcast host and a fellow south indian man my fellow chennaiite like a very oh, really? proud yeah absolutely manu joseph is manu joseph is a very it's a real moral dilemma for you it's a very huge <laughs> no it's not i will happily throw any chennai person under the bus like even if i'm not given a good opportunity <laughs> to do so i fucking hate chennai people i'm just putting this out there on the podcast if you're listening to this and you're from chennai and you don't hate yourself like you're doing something fundamentally wrong and um, to manu's credit actually like uh, he's ashamed of chennai so that's a very good 
Uh, it's probably his only good quality. <laughs> I remember <laughs> when I was in school in Delhi. There was in like class six or seven. This girl, um, who was like this Delhi Punjabi. Her family had moved to Chennai, and you know we did like a farewell for her and all of that. We were all very sad to like have her leave us or whatever. And then she came back like a month later. Like her family moved back from Chennai a month later. And if you ever asked her like how was Chennai, she just start crying. <laughs> She's like, there's nothing to eat. <laughs> it's yeah, I get it. Like I completely. I mean, she's right. Also, when the people go on about uh, Chennai food and all as being some huge savior, apparently of living in that city, and like they've just not been out of Chennai to other parts of the state which have uh, actual food. <laughs> yeah, so they're they're big fans of um, the blood of. Everyone, P. Raja Gopal has killed in the Sarvana Bhavan <laughs> menu. He's <laughs> being served with the sambar. Um, but yeah, so we wanted to talk about um, Corona. Yeah, which Corona. is Modi's best friend, Corona. <laughs> uh, that speech was so traumatizing. Both those speeches, the 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 most recent one, especially. Which one? And now there are all these, like the one where he announced the national lockdown. Like, oh yeah, of course. Oh, and um, now there are all these, like I don't know. Uh, I don't know. What were your thoughts? <laughs> so, every step of the way, the at least the WhatsApp army has diligently provided many foolproof. <laughs> uh, scientific reasonings for all the things that have happened but to me it's just like i there is like the most irresponsible thing by a government that has basically just decided to tell i mean a man a sycophant who's just basically decided to tell like oh yeah yeah you ju- you guys just handle it best of luck by the way <laughs> like that seems to be the whole objective of like half an hour of chest thumping and Lakshman Rekha and like, those words are just indelibly stuck in my head now Lakshman so. Rekha <laughs> and then sometimes when he's trying to add emphasis he just goes like Lakshman Rekha like he just <laughs> like he just he's just good juice talk the way their food tastes <laughs> <laughs> which is like sickly sweet like sugary like, syrupy no disgusting <laughs> <laughs> but oh yeah at least man, it I, started I, with like mitro oh my god my i didn't listen to it doing and i never of him this entire time like <laughs> like the you know like the mean north indians we are <laughs> yeah I didn't listen to it to be very frank and it's not my racism that prevented me from listening to it I just figure it's like of no value really so, but we are It's fully incomprehensible like a... whenever he talk like I mean I can't imagine if you don't know Hindi and if you don't know very like Sanskritized Hindi like how the fuck do you even understand what he's saying <laughs> Sankalp for I... Sayyam oh god I think that's the objective though, to obfuscate in these times which clearly is what led to at least in my neighborhood like there was stark silence during the entire speech and prior to that everyone is doing their normal thing so you could hear like the rumbles of like general life and all that like people getting prepared for dinner and being prepared for this announcement and after the 
the speech got over it's all you could hear were bikes setting off from all directions onto the street in every corner to try and stop stockpile for the days to come and yeah i mean that's when you know i mean like see i really cannot comment because i have no grasp at all of the language but like everyone keeps talking about like his skill as a orator yeah what the fuck man like you can't get something so basic right i don't think you're a very (laughs) yeah no he's he's literally the most annoying person to listen to Yeah. Like yeah. I can't believe people say that like women have annoying voices when Modi <laughs> exists. <laughs> like I just it was like really just like it's like shock waves down my spine. I'm just like oh my god. Like I feel like he's like I don't know. I feel like he's like subconsciously like interfering with like my brain waves and just sending like these synaptic firings through my body. I just like, can't <laughs> fucking deal with it because it's so like, like I was just like convulsing listening to him. <laughs> just the sound of his voice is like doing something. <laughs> you know the, the um, worst part about it for me is see on every level at that point I was like prepared like the previous week I had gone I had got enough I had not like stalked like a barbarian for a war or whatever but like I had done enough made all the necessary precautions gone home before there was any whiff also of this idea of a national lockdown and more or less I had quarantined myself for the previous week and yet being prepared of all that being sort of aware of the idea that this announcement is going to be about a national lockdown it still did not prepare me for the trauma that i was going to feel of hearing this man second hand saying these things on uh, live television like <laughs> yeah so that is I mean, the so sheer impact <laughs> i think yeah and i think that it's just um Eh like I think what my father pointed out like after um the 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 most recent speech where he announced the national lockdown was that suddenly all the WhatsApp groups that are you know constantly like hailing Modi as like a great hero there was like pin drop silence because I think everyone was just sort of freaking the fuck out at that moment It's true yeah. um and I wonder how this is going to be PR managed because yeah. it's so obviously like a hasty ill thought out you know like decision um just and we're seeing that the chaos unfold now um you know the fact that for some reason like the police is harassing um grocers yes the police is beating people who are even out there to get like medicine um the fact that migrants are like stuck in cities with nowhere to stay like daily wage workers are stuck i mean there's just there's so many things that it seems like the government has made no provisions for and it kind of just feels like everything has been outsourced from the center's responsibility to like a state responsibility yes. um and you are kind of seeing like like chief ministers and state governments like step up but i just i think the center's almost like deliberately um squeezing them out of you know like squeezing them out of any support Um, no completely yeah i mean even just on a monetary front like there have been state governments that have provided more for their people than the center at this particular moment and uh but but then we are also seeing a trickle down of that 
lockdown, which is that a lot of these scenarios across states seem similar and almost at, as if like these states could not intervene in time for something as devastating as that lockdown where we find like, I mean, this I've noticed in every place. Like even yesterday, there was a report from Kerala itself, Tamil laborers who are walking back to the border because they just had to be evicted for whatever reason. And Karnataka, the same thing's happening. People just walking back. Like you're talking 300 to 200 kilometers back to their yeah, villages. Yeah, people are walking from Delhi to UP. Madness. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> but, yeah, the the complete... This thing seems to be like we'll keep passing the buck until, like, it eventually falls on ultimately, like, civil society to step up and do something about it or not, like one of these things this thing can end up really badly because you already have the typical residence wing association types who are uh, already firing away on whatsapp groups with these like uh, i mean they think they've become overnight policy experts or something and ways to deal with people who have been given quarantine stamps which almost border on some salem witch trials level of no, insanity it's, so yeah no it's actually like ridiculous the dehumanization of people who might have corona yeah and that's the thing it's come down to this like sort of granular like residence wing association level which it really should not because then you're just looking at these like uh, i mean quite frankly like assholes around the country who are deciding who gets to do what how far we stay away from people and how they are dealt with also which is just yeah. a dangerous prospect all around like I was you know saying. what I was but I was thinking about this the other day I was like whatsapp has really empowered the authoritarian instincts of like our parents and grandparents and I say this because like remember when we were kids and our parents would want us to do something like a certain way in that exact certain way and if we like diverted from that they'd make up a reason about like why if we don't do it their way like it'll have some like calamitous consequences it could be from like the way you wash something to the way you like eat to the way you know and I feel like whatsapp is really sort of like created like an attention economy for these uncles and aunties to just like empower each other's like authoritarian instincts like yeah. you know what I mean? like it's like failing on the kids so now it's just like an echo chamber of you know of like attention and like I don't know it's like it's really weird like I was like yeah like it did whatsapp the success of whatsapp in India literally grows out of the fact that um like pa- Indian parents routinely lie to their children or just make yes. random shit up so that people follow line in line with what they want yeah it's exactly like, yeah. yeah and I'm like, the, oh, I mean, like yeah yeah, yeah. the nature of these texts also which come out over there and the weird, bizarre advisories takes the same, like, sort of dissonance. As in, they're not giving you, like, they're not just explaining the entire situation and saying this is why you must act in certain ways. It's like you act in this way or else, like, you know, something absolutely bizarre. Yeah, here's, <laughs> My... a, here's a scientific phenomenon I just made up. Uh, exactly. I mean... Uh, the, the the danger lies in the fact that many of these people are actually sitting in places now where they could like exert some power over others but for the most part it's just like uncles and aunties like pissing into the wind but gives them that little power trip like now that they're an admin on their block group or whatever <laughs> yeah i feel like i feel like guys in my school um so i had some like 
I don't know. It like I went to school with losers. Um, like all the men were just like extremely like horrifically just like cucked. But um, and just they. Um, I remember this one guy. His his sense of power came from the fact that he would have these like groups, like these online groups, whether on like Facebook or like WhatsApp or like Skype or whatever. WhatsApp wasn't that famous then. But like, yeah, and he yeah. would just keep like. He was the admin, and he hated giving up admin control. And the actually turf wars between the guys over who would be admin over that group, and his biggest like sense of power came from the fact that he could. Add or block or like remove anyone he wanted to from that group, and oh, it was God. just like people being chaotically added into the group. And if he didn't like approve of them, or if they weren't, you know, acting in accordance to what he wanted, or if they weren't contributing enough, he just like removed them. And it was just <gasps> like I was like, oh my God! Like, and I'm like, oh, like he is someone who's going to grow up into be a like a WhatsApp uncle. Like this is like you can just see generations of Indians being primed for like this <laughs> completely like deranged form of social conduct. <laughs> no this used to happen on orkut also especially with like all male groups and it would just be uh, yeah one guy who was like completely like on this weird power trip yeah <laughs> I was, yeah i remember the most like uh, influential i mean like not most influential in a large sense but in this like small microcosm of like uh, our school or whatever was one which said that you i mean it was a group which called i passed the 10 standard on <laughs> <laughs> and it's this so guy would literally he'd literally be chucking people out of a group where everyone has passed the 10 standard board exam or whatever and uh yeah, I just morphed into something else it just started off as like a small relief measure after uh, something as traumatic which again like is like uh, our parents make it out to be that way really right like at the end of the day like it's not this make or break thing but then your parents tell you all sorts of weird shit about like what happens if you completely like of like flop your board exams or like do badly or worse of all fail or whatever and yeah this guy decided that he'd start a fiefdom over there which continued all the way until 12th so it's like the weirdest like wow. group that we had going on at that time thankfully after that it all dissolved is that guy tejasvi surya <laughs> I thankfully never studied in a school remotely close to Kumaran's at all in my entire life and this is maybe the best decision that my uh, parents have made though I know many people in Chennai who have studied in schools which are the direct equivalent of Kumaran's over there and yeah there are many Suryas in that <laughs> in that world more probably way way worse than this particular admin or moderator that time at, on this awkward group <laughs> Um but I read okay so one of our listeners huh? linked us to this like really interesting like journal of like philosophy where a bunch of different philosophers oh. were sort of opining on like the uh, European philosophers predominantly were yeah. sort of just like thinking about like um coronavirus and um they were just talking about and i like that person like specifically i couldn't read the whole thing like i'm not a theory head like i frankly like do not want to read a lick of theory cuz i'm just i'm if i wanted to be an academic i would be an academic i'm not an academic i yeah. don't want to read that shit <laughs> that's but, that's praxis that's right. yeah that's praxis <laughs> that's literally just like i'm too popular 
<laughs> sit at home and read journals but um but anyway like um i the 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 person who sent it to us like specifically referred to like george agamben's essay and it was like a really it was like a short sweet piece but um yeah. it was kind of like it was like a bonkers contrarian take and i was just be curious um to know like what your thoughts are and i'm just going to read out like an excerpt of it okay sure um, yeah coronavirus is something that is relatively he thinks that it's not he says that it's something that's actually um it doesn't warrant the panic that has been created um and considering that it's something in which 95% of people only have like flu like symptoms and a small minority of people actually die from it um it's kind of bizarre how um countries are just kind of shut down and we've all kind of like shifted to the right um and people are just sort of like completely willing to like um are completely agreeable and like follow like following all of these government orders that are you know and he just thinks that he kind of is like has a conspiratorial take on this like oh like this is like a conspiracy and all of that which i thought was interesting um but he like a few excerpts from it was like um yes Um why do the media and the authorities do their utmost to spread a state of panic thus provoking an authentic state of exception with serious limitations on movement and a suspension of daily life in entire regions um and then he talked about um this like decree to immediately um to sort of to lock down as hmm. many countries have done produces an authentic militarization of the municipalities and areas with the presence of at least one person who tests positive and for whom the source of transmission is unknown or in, in which there is at least one case that is not ascribable to a person who recently returned from an area already affected by the virus so basically what he is saying is that um that seems to exist like a state of fear and with yeah. that state of fear there's also a state of ambiguity because it's really tough to trace who got what where from because hmm. of the hmm. the fact that the disease is highly contagious so we're all sort of becoming increasingly suspicious of the other and it just seems to be like a, an orientation of like um sort of like the the psychology of the collective you know to the yeah. right like you know and i'm like yeah like actually that's something i've been thinking to no. the fact that governments yeah. are like exploiting this moment to really enact a lot of like um I, like i mean i'm like i was thinking like oh wow this is like a godsend to people like modi and trump yeah completely no that, i mean we see we're, we're seeing it play out exactly i mean all his fears are confirmed in the indian context in many ways right like uh, what we're seeing outside is like slowly like the development of like the uh, we we have a police state right now really there's nothing else that's functioning right now apart from the police like supreme court is like doing some video conferencing shit looking like complete like fools but apart from that like really like I mean your basic civil liberties are being questioned yeah, over here. Yeah, I mean here. Bollywood celebrities don't even have airport looks anymore. <laughs> It's a breakdown of Indian society. <laughs> But one thing I've I have noticed is this and I was like okay the, there is this trend which is going around and this is like the first time that I'm seeing something like this at least like in the past few years because I think over like like a period of time there's been like a deadening of like um anyone in india seriously exercising their civil rights in any normal way but like 
two videos and this is scattered one was taken in up and one was taken over here which is like these two guys who just like get fed up with these cops and start like retaliating and what happened in the bangalore context is one guy literally got shot in his foot as a warning after this so they apprehended him and that's all done so they basically he retaliated they apprehended a bunch of cops or whatever and then after they apprehended this these people basically shot him in the foot and put him in the hospital and uh what happens then is which is very fascinating is normally in the normal course of things you just like bury this up like okay he got shot in the foot he's in the hospital you get a video of him in the hospital or whatever and then the dgp of the state basically puts up a tweet saying this is what happened yesterday and obviously under that like there are many replies which saying oh my god how can such an atrocity happen how can like a police be getting hit etc etc and then he follows up the thread with like this video from the hospital and his tweet like is along the lines of like oh yeah we showed him but and we shot him in the foot while he was like already in captivity so yeah i mean all those fears especially in the indian context i don't want to speak to too many others because i'm not aware but i know that like the article holds completely true and with all these like little like i mean in india it's just encouraging the worst of already existing conservative right wing tendencies and suspicion and paranoia yeah it's completely confirming that impulse which exists in all these people especially uh, especially middle class people like which is that like uh, yeah i mean the, there's now more ammunition and reason for people to like never step out again almost <laughs> like for yeah. anything <laughs> and i was I, I, a really illuminating part of like what agamben wrote was like um read it out um yeah, sure. it is almost as if with terrorism exhausted as a cause for exceptional measures the invention of an epidemic offered the ideal pretext for scaling them up beyond any limitation and i was thinking in reference to the fact that like oh like you know i don't know if you saw this but people were really mad at the hindu the newspaper because they yeah. had this cartoon um in which it was like um men in like islamic oh. jihadist guard guard yeah, yeah, so basically like yeah. kurta pajama um and they, their heads were that of like the coronavirus like the virus like the and uh, they were pointing guns at like an earth that was like bound up and like gagged with a mask and it's funny like when i read that and saw this i'm like yeah like they actually sort of is i feel like coronavirus is building on fears um because this is like hold of fear and panic is something that you kind of remember our post like 911 or 2611 and in the wake of like this panic and fear when people are suddenly like roll back and like almost like withdraw into themselves because that is the need of the hour like governments can really sort of exploit that moment and considering that india is a country where i feel like the entire modi regime um has been about like cultivating and priming people um yeah. for war and like cultivating priming people with a sense of like insecurity and fear you know yeah um yeah. and like even the fact that we're called like corona warriors like <laughs> you know like this is like oh, like he thinks we can out house the josh corona virus <laughs> no i mean regardless of see with regards to the fact that the article might say that it's a psyop i don't think it's a psyop but at the same time like there is no doubt that these people will exploit like the fuck out of something like this 
I know mm-hmm. that like this regime will definitely do it if we come out of it not too bad which also is like distinctly impossible at this point so I don't know where uh, any balance will be drawn uh, but like let's say let's say in the most optimistic uh, optimistic uh, outcome that we somehow managed to crawl our way out of this and things are like fine-ish or not I mean like it's not the end of the world or whatever then I'm confident that they will completely milk this for everything that it's got and like ride on this gravy train until the next one comes along <laughs> but uh, and because it's like it is a long curve right like so we're looking at like the second uh, like I mean, the return sometime in winter when it will be bad again. So they always have a good and watertight reason to keep these things up until yeah. uh, such a point. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's in the public interest. So you can't like say much to that, right? Like you just... Uh, yeah, yeah, and I think that like more than anything, um, Corona, it's it's a great cover um, for sort of like leaders like Modi to sort of cover up their own inefficiency because I was just thinking about the fact that um, I was thinking like, okay, like, will this be a point where Indians hold the centre accountable for the complete shit show that we are seeing unfolding before our eyes and that is undoubtedly going to get worse. And I was just, and I was like, no, like, I don't, I'm not sure that will happen because I think that Modi has sort of been psychologically terrorising Indians into like psychologically terrorizing us so that for a moment like this essentially like um because I think that what's going to happen is that because he's got this like incredible whatsapp army slash IT cell that are like masters of spin he's got the media in his pocket um so basic the mainstream media in his pocket so basically what's going to happen is that India is going to under report cases um, India is going to act as though, you know, the economic task force is coming out with, like, groundbreaking policy <laughs> with regards to, like, how to help folks. India's so far, they've just been rehashing. To, like, abate, yeah. like, the middle class, like, psyche. Middle, the middle class is, like, toddler-ass psyche. And, um, like, and it's just, like, he's going to so successfully maneuver himself just through, like, PR and through his, like, appointed spokespeople. Um like through this that ultimately people are going to be like and because he's going to like under report the number of deaths people are going to be like oh like um look at america and look at italy look at all these countries they have more deaths than we do um they have more trouble than we do and they're these developed rich countries and modi's doing a great job there are only so many you know there's such few deaths compared to what is in other countries and look at what we have we are a poor country you know like He's just going to like so successfully, I can just see it play out, like he's going to so successfully avoid being held to, to account for this. You know, so far, I mean, like he has to some degree and like despite the fact that like so many people, whatever, rushed onto the streets or whatever, I don't think it's like really created a dent at least in like, uh, like wide perception. And he's, I mean, the only thing that he's really good at is this sort of bluster. And if, like, half these WhatsApp uncles were right about his supposedly, like, strongman attitude and, like, you know, like, can-do sort of and uh, 
the singular focus this atomic focus on him as a man who can go out there and create ripples and waves we'd be looking at a very different way of tackling this um particular virus and like and moreover yeah they're definitely not revealing the numbers correctly i am at this point extremely confident of that like there is no way that what they're putting out there is what's actually going on so it's like a it's a great day for basically spin doctoring the subcontinent <laughs> and i'm sure they will continue with that till whenever this gets over and that could be like a i mean at this point indefinite really <laughs> i know i mean on yeah. that note how are you what are you doing like oh, during me? this cra- like See, this be- crisis to be quite frank the only real like things that have happened which are dramatically different is yeah I, i love like walking and i love going out for a walk and all that and i can't do that it's completely fine but like uh, apart from that like uh, i had a charger crisis which i averted in a day which i'm very happy about but uh, but really apart from that like the only thing that has been like seriously affecting me mentally are these announcements that have come and the implications of those announcements and what i see around me and because apart from that like my life is more or less the same because anyway on a regular day i just show up to like work like twice a week that's all i'm required to and the rest of the time i'm at home but like i obviously have the opportunity to go out in the regular course of things but yeah like it's not been such a huge thing because like i anyway don't have like domestic help so i'm completely fine and sorted that way like i live by myself so like i'm really not a potential threat to anybody or whatever but like the only thing but like besides that because of this only like <laughs> only because of this and what how this government has been like i mean just disastrously handled this and the like i mean how uncaring they can be at a time like this like that's the only thing like i can't like watch anything i've not watched anything in a while i've not read a single paragraph ever since this happened like prior to the lockdown per se i was completely fine because i was anyway quarantining myself but i was like reading a lot having a very productive day like exercising enough to make sure that i don't go mad i have a terrace also, so that's a huge like uh, benefit but um besides that like i mean yeah this has just been this and i've been like completely frozen <laughs> like i can't and thankfully like the workload has largely been light in some sense i just had something big to finish but now that's done and like it's manageable but like yeah it's just this thing it's just this reaction that is like got me worked up and nothing else <laughs> yeah i mean um I I'm a little I mean I wish actually that I was by myself. I'm currently with my grandparents and I'm like paranoid that I I'm like so scared of like I think I'm falling sick just out of the fear that something's going to happen to them. So then I'm like oh god like I need to self isolate like I need to like make sure that you know like there isn't but it's really tough because I also have to like help them out um with like cooking yeah. and like washing and like cleaning and like my grandparents are unable to handle that by themselves. Um So I've just kind of been yeah I just it's a like constantly this like difficult thing you know okay you have to like you have to help them so I'm like wearing gloves and a mask but then like wow. also I'm so scared of like like if if I have it then like passing it on to them hopefully I don't because it's been 10 days since I've 
been back to Hyderabad. Yeah. And yeah. all I really have is like a scratchy throat, and I haven't had anything else. And I generally do just have like whatever. I'm just like so scared. <laughs> just. No, I mean I understand, but yeah. this is also like the season for flus. It's absolutely it's the thing. Anything that you might have gets amplified because we know that like, <laughs> I mean, you can really only fend for yourself at this time. But like the absolutely like nothing you can depend on if something goes south. So it's a very it's a terrifying prospect. But at the same time, like even small things that we normally. suffer from i mean as far as like ailments are concerned just get amplified to the max and the most natural instinct is to like when you see whether it's like your elders or anyone like really you just like natural need is to assist and to be crippled of that is like oh it, yeah it sounds like hell <laughs> like, yeah 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 <laughs> yeah i mean we wish uh we wish our listeners uh strength through this trying time I have also I've I've been incredibly unproductive. I'm just tired <laughs> all the time. I'm so tired. Like I just I can't like rid my body of this sense of like exhaustion and I'm like not working out anymore. I'm like so like freaked out about that because I hate not being able to work out. Yeah. Um I can't even do like bare basics in my room. Um yeah, it's just like a really it's just like a really freaky time where you just kind of all you really want to do is like shut down. like the way that like, people are on lockdown you just want to yourself shut down but yeah. you kind of have to keep life going and it's kind of like the worst part is people were insisting that like no i mean like there's a particular way to deal with this like and there are some people who are just like yeah it's business as usual going on as if it's a normal working day or whatever and some people's like method of coping seems to be like let's have like a endless like array of like meetings and zoom calls and all that stuff which all like which would be all well and good like if people actually acknowledge that like yeah we're all in the shit together and this is my cope strategy really but nobody's doing that they're just acting like oh yeah things are going on fine and we like are looking at a normal wednesday like any other which is you know, absurd this is to a me. real this is a real crisis for like workaholics Sorry, sorry. It's a real crisis for them. Like these are the exact kind of people who like know their bosses, follow them on like Twitter and Instagram, or like are friends with them on Facebook. So they're constantly posting about work, just to be like, I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need the affirmation, and it's so fucking weird, especially it's when so you're corny. like. It's so corny. Yeah, and your no parents. No one should be who... that into their jobs. <laughs> it's like stop trying to act like you're a doctor who's like. um just like a word of silence for our doctors but like a moment of silence <laughs> but like it's like literally like these are the only people like our, our like our essential workers and our health workers are like the only like people who have the right to be like ah oh, i'm so stressed about my yeah. work right now <laughs> yeah please don't love your job as much like seriously unless like yeah you're like at this moment providing some essential service or like a sanitation work but like apart from that like you don't have to care really <laughs> like, yeah i mean this is general advice this is what i've been telling people for a very long time in any case but like like people who love their jobs and all that stuff especially like if you're in like advertising and all i'm not naming names but please stop doing like stop caring it's completely how do people fine. in advertising act like they love their jobs They That's the funniest thing they, to me. They, yeah. It's 
Like, they somehow think it's very noble work, and they somehow think it's a very, it's this, uh, it's very strategy oriented work with a lot of like, it's a bit of both, right? Like they seem to have the notion that it's a creative job, but at the same time you're like this absolute like brain genius at the same time, <laughs> which is not oh the God, case. You're just so writing funny. some shit. You're spamming my emails. Like that's all you're doing. <laughs> No, I mean, I definitely think that like people who are into advertising um, think okay. So like, I, I as someone who like works in the industry, I think that film has a reputation of being for like it's like for people for careers that go nowhere. You have to work like you yeah. you've just struggle. It's not even working too hard. You have to struggle too hard. Um, you're yeah. underpaid, overworked. All of all yeah. things that I agree with. Like generally, it's a very cruel yeah. industry. Um, and I think yeah. advertising is a way for people who are like aspirants, um, to who actually want to have more creative jobs, but they also want to have like paychecks. You know, they also want to be able yeah. to like, be like, oh, this is how much I make. Um, it's <laughs> like it's like a job for people like that. So there's like a there's like a weird like distorted sense of like productivity, um, but also yeah, like absolutely. creativity because they all like are trying to be like here. Here's me writing a. A script. Oh, this script for parachute oil can also turn into a potential idea for a spec script that I can get produced by Dharma. <laughs> <laughs> they all like have these like wild ideas of like where their careers can go. Exactly, and they, yeah, exactly. They are yeah, completely yeah. delusional ideas of what can happen to them. And like it's like oh, at the end of the day, I still get like my extremely like fancy milkshake after work or whatever yeah exactly or most days. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, most and days like you like noobs who are like interning at 28 so. and it's coming soon like it's like every week I hear about something that's becoming slightly like more precarious and the things that like you thought were uh, solid jobs I mean I think this is true of like almost everyone and like some something vaguely creative also just looking at a very uncertain future because all the skills that we have developed in uh, whatever world we emerge out of after this particular pandemic uh, we, we may not be able to recognize and might not have any value for <laughs> people in our line of work so it's like it's 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 actually kind of terrifying <laughs> i know it's kind of like scary to think about like how long can this go on for Knowing very well this could very, like this could go on for very long, like, um, and knowing that we're going to constantly be um, faced with this threat, like you said, right? It's going to come back like in December again. Yeah, yeah, so it's, exactly. Yeah, it's just like okay, like what? A, like, it's just like oh, when all this is over, like what's going to happen to like capitalism? I think like someone asked me that, and I was just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's the thing <laughs> this is the opportunity we're not the podcast from... to ask you what comes after capitalism <laughs> to answer that question quite frankly like many people think they are capable of answering this question right now and I think that it's just like I mean everyone's taking a shot in the dark to be very very honest <laughs> like, and, uh, it's like yeah, so is... funny to me when people like are trying like do these tweets so that one day they're like oh I can like retweet this tweet that I made on this day, two years from now, to show everyone that I was right. <laughs> yeah, like, that's okay. the tenor of a lot of like <laughs> tweets these days. Yeah, and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, um, I'm just. And I, have... I just know that the situation is so bad that I'm reading Arundhati Roy essays, 
as like a <laughs> coping mechanism <laughs> yeah at, at this point like i don't feel equipped to answer any question that's not basic like i don't mind like yeah have you eaten is fine but like yeah. beyond that i have no greater facility <laughs> at this yeah, moment yeah honestly and like I think- i'm like i some people asking me like what's waste fellows like what's your what's your thing and i'm like i feel like we're the anti expert podcast like i just i, do, I don't think either of us care to have expertise on any issue and we're not no, here to like give feed you opinions or to have like debates with each other on things or tell you what one word really means um yeah. we're just here to like like i say every episode like talk shit yeah talk shit completely i mean the only real i mean if you're listening to it and you think that this is an expertise podcast like oh god you have another thing coming all together <laughs> but at the same time i think the only thing where we veered into that territory was having sturgeons on because i think that subject definitely requires expertise and who, who better than him to really mm-hmm. provide it but apart from that really nothing <laughs> it's just a shit talking show you yeah. look at the name look at the name <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we will prevail over these expert shows <laughs> in this time because <laughs> i think i swear more shit people could do with some um with some risque content in which we might get a defamation suit from manu roof oh god let it happen please like it's time, like yeah bitch at this time take yeah, all the money in my immune. bank account <laughs> yeah have fun with it <laughs> <laughs> we are immune he can't even sue us until like whatever until the lockdown gets over which is not like going to end there i'm pretty sure but like uh yeah we can safely call him on i think we should really like like channel all our efforts into this because i can i have the capacity to do it now <laughs> to just capacity blindly, to like, deal with a defamation suit not a defamation suit to just like get him on and then deal with the consequences as they come day by day yeah i would love to um <laughs> If anyone knows Manu Joseph who's a listener please like DM us um, I'm confident or like maybe of... maybe what you could do actually no please do not do this what if what if our deranged followers I've noticed that all of our most deranged followers are people who basically come to us from you Yeah yeah definitely the people you yeah. have brought to us and they yes, yes. like they, they they freak me the fuck out Yeah they're very yeah that's a very They're very enthusiastic <laughs> I was just thinking the other day I'm like wow like you've run this long con of like the whole one side lover thing and yeah. um now you basically empower like a group of men <laughs> and like oh, like even though you're not one of those men but like basically you've given them like a purpose yeah yeah <laughs> like you see these accounts and it'll be like blah 1054568 and then go look at their follow following list and it'll just be me <laughs> yeah which is which is the strangest thing in many cases i don't follow most of these guys but like there are like a lot of guys who i do follow but like the i think a good percentage i simply don't follow but they're constantly following me they reply to practically everything that i will put out over there they will go to it
they call you senpai that's like 